How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Yes, welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I am your host, Dr. Rob, and as always, I am excited, filled with enthusiasm and joy for yet another opportunity to bring you another podcast. And it's been a few days I've been caught up in all my schoolwork, as you may be aware, I am working on a PhD, and sometimes the um, the coursework, the papers, turn out to be pretty challenging, and that might get in the way of me dropping some new podcasts. And so, it's been a few days, but I'm back, and... To use the words of Michael Jackson, I would like to say, can it be that I stayed away too long? Did I leave your mind when I was gone? (laughs) How about that? Hopefully not, because you're listening to me right now. So thank you so much for tuning in once again, my friend. And as I said, I have another special podcast for you today. And so after you listen to this podcast, please tell a friend, tell a foe, heck, tell everybody you know to download Station B.O.B., where we provide content to make good people better. Sad people glad, and sometimes we might even make you mad. Although that is not my goal, but if I get your juices flowing and your mind going, then I've done my job. So, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about, I think this is a fun topic What is one of man's biggest fears? Now, when I say man, I'm talking about all people. Okay, what is one of man's biggest fears? Or I don't know if if we could say it's a flaw or a fear. But, you know, when I looked it up, it comes up as a fear. And so, you know, just to have some fun with it, we might even call it. Maybe a shortcoming, a shortcoming, I should say. Excuse me. So, on that note, what is one of man's biggest fears? Now, as far as I know, there are a few. But today, we are going to talk about one of the big ones. 
of, like I said, of not only men uh, or man, but women too. And that fear is a lack of belief. Now, what do I mean when I say that our biggest fear is a lack of belief? No, I'm not saying that we are bad people or that you are bad people. What I am saying is that many of us are somewhat, you know, short-sighted in that we have a lack of belief. And now, as you know, this is not a religious podcast, but every now and then, you know, I, I make reference to the to the Bible just to kind of give some credence to the particular topic that I am talking about at the time. And so, you know, when I say that we're talking about a lack of belief, I am not talking about a lack of belief in God or whatever your God looks like to you. I am talking about a lack of belief in yourself, a lack of belief in you, which, by the way, actually stems from a scripture that I came across in the Bible that I'd like to share with you. We'll, we'll, let me share that scripture with you to kick off our discussion about man's biggest fear, which is the lack of belief, or one of man's biggest fears, I should say. And the scripture reads as follows. This comes from Matthew eight twenty six, and the scripture says, Jesus was in a boat with others, and there was a storm brewing. There was a storm coming. And when the men in the boat noticed the storm, Jesus was sleeping at the time. They woke Jesus up and asked Jesus to rebuke the storm. And Jesus responded by saying, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? And that's a good question because they saw a storm coming, but that didn't necessarily mean that it was going to be the end for them. And so Jesus said, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Now think about that. According to this scripture, Jesus asked the men of little faith, why are you so afraid? And while you think about that, think about why we as people are so nervous when we go on job interviews? Why are we so afraid to speak publicly in front of audiences? I have read on some surveys where people have said that they would rather die than speak in front of people. Now, that's pretty serious. And why is that? You are of little faith. Why are you so afraid? I just let me just tell you a little story about what I was afraid of. I remember when I lived in the Bronx as a single man, 
I had everything going for me. I was educated. You know, I finished college, graduate school, well-dressed. I had my own apartment, money in my pocket. I didn't have a car at the time because I lived in New York. And at that time, a car was a liability because the subway was everything. And then you had a cab if you wanted to get freaky with it, you know, to impress the ladies or something. And so, you know, I was intelligent with a lot to talk about. But, B-U-T, I was definitely afraid to approach many of the young ladies that I saw pretty much every day on the subway platforms waiting for the train to go to work just like I was. And I wanted to meet I wanted to meet a few of these ladies. I mean, I really wanted to meet them because they seemed very attractive to me at that time. Yet, I would not take the initiative to walk up to any of them and start a conversation so I could see if I could see them again on a on a date. Can you imagine that? Dr. Rob was afraid of the ladies. Wow. That's, what do you think about that? Do you think I could do better? Heck yeah, I could have did better. But, I was fearful of that. I was just fearful of that. So why was I so afraid to take that step? First of all, I was afraid that I would be rejected. And that led to me missing out on many opportunities to connect with some pretty nice-looking young ladies. And so why was I one of little faith, as the Scripture says? It was because that fear was all in my mind. I programmed myself to believe Not think, but believe that I was not good enough to meet any one of those young ladies with all that I had going on for me at the time. You know what? That was all in my mind. Just like I made a choice to be afraid, we all, you know, I think for the most part, I don't want to just make a blanket statement. I'm just going to say many of us, I believe, simply make choices to be afraid of certain things. Like the idea, uh, the, the fear that people have to speak publicly. I mean, you know, if you never got shot while you were speaking publicly, if uh, Will Smith never ran up to you and smacked you, in front of the audience while you were speaking publicly, if you didn't get booed speaking publicly, why why would we be so afraid of speaking in front of people, public speaking, if you will? And I believe it's because in some inst- in some instances, we simply make a choice to be afraid. And so then we lack faith in ourselves. 
our ability, and all that we have going for ourselves. I think the worst kind of fear is when we have no reason to be fearful at all, but we make choices to be afraid. And it is important to be aware of the significance of choosing to be afraid when we do not have to be fearful. I mean, think about that. At no time when I saw those young ladies standing alone on the platform, probably waiting and wanting me to come over and holler at them. And as I said, at no time when I saw those young ladies standing alone on those subway platforms, was there was there a big black bear or or a vicious pit bull? You know, there was nothing standing next to them. That should have made me so afraid. I mean, not even their boyfriends or husbands were standing with them if they were married. They were over there all alone waiting for the train just like me. And yet, I created a fear for myself that was not real. Other than the notion that I would be rejected. And then you think about it. How bad would that have been? It probably would have given me the opportunity to practice my skills with the ladies as opposed to practicing how to be afraid of something that did not even happen because I never approached any one of them. I think about that. I'm I'm like, wow, how crazy is that? Now, just for the record, I just got to set the record straight. If the young ladies approached me, then I would be good to go. It's like it was just that that one step that I was afraid to make. But if if I was approached, as I have been approached a time or two over the years, then I made the most of those situations. So I wasn't it wasn't like I was afraid of the ladies. I was just afraid to approach the ladies on the street. Now, when I went to parties, of course, I was dancing with all the ladies in the house because it was dark, you know, and I guess nobody could see me being rejected. But in broad daylight on the subway, I just didn't have the courage to take that first step. So what what is your fear? And why uh, are you of little faith if that is true? Because some people are fearless about anything and everything. And then there are many of us, because as I said, this podcast is about, you know, what is man's biggest fear? When I say man's biggest fear, I'm not only talking about men, that includes women too. Do you realize that many of our fears are based on our choices that we make to diminish ourselves? Why are we so afraid to speak in front of people? Oh, my God. I don't know what to say about that, but we're going to continue this discussion on the other side of the break. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. 
In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. All right, welcome back. And as I said before I let the promo in, think about that. Why are we so afraid? And what are we afraid of? Why would we be so afraid to speak publicly in front of people? Is it because we do not want to be judged? Can you imagine that? We, including me, put people above ourselves and perhaps... We are fearful that we may be judged by others. And then, you know, when you think about it, those same people who we are fearful that they might judge us or look down upon us, they have the same problems and issues as we do. They have the same life challenges. They may be broke. I mean, they might look good in their suits and dresses, but that don't mean there's money in their pocket. And so they may be broke. They may have issues in their marriages, problems with their kids. They may not be feeling good about themselves. And yet we lift them up and put them above ourselves and we put ourselves down. Just we, We're not even aware that this is happening, but that is what is happening. Now, I want to point out that you know that you can control these things because I, for one, I was afraid to be rejected, but I am not afraid to be rejected anymore because over the years, I have learned to understand the power of belief And most of all, the power of belief in myself. And when I say the power of belief, it is just that. It is powerful when you believe in yourself and your innate God-given abilities. And so where do we get our power from? Now, I think for, for most of you, you might say we get our power from God. And there's no argument there. But what I'm talking about is that you still have to realize that your power starts with you. 
It's like, you know, they say in the Bible, God helps those who help themselves. So if you don't get up off of your butt, then whatever God has in store for you, it will not happen. So we have to realize that our power, it starts with you. It's there. The power of belief is right there with you. All you have to do is activate it by embracing the idea that you believe in you and anything you want to do. I mean, did you think it could be so easy? Did you think it was that easy? I mean, when I look back on myself on those subway platforms, seeing those attractive young ladies. And meanwhile, I was just as attractive. But for some reason, I felt like I still might not be good enough. And I, I cannot, the the person I am today, I cannot imagine why I was like that back then. But Primarily, it was because of my fear of rejection. And so, you know, with our own power, you know, some of us turn it on and some of us leave it off. And that's what I was doing at that time. I was leaving my power button off. I did not activate my power. And so the difference between belief and non-belief in many cases, is based on the choice you make to activate or not activate your belief in you. And so you can achieve what you believe. And I am no longer afraid to be rejected, as I previously stated, especially since I'm aware now that my fear was simply based and a fear that I chose to have about being rejected. Imagine that. If I can add a tip here, for many of our fears can be reduced if we took the steps to shift our focus from the fear to focus on what we have to do. Like, in other words, I'm saying, let's say if you have a job interview, whether it's a big or small job interview, job interviews make, they make anyone nervous because, you know, first of all, we want the job real bad. And then we don't know what to expect. And then you have somebody on the other side making a determination, a judgment as to whether or not you will get that job. And so, You cannot control that part in terms of what the other person is thinking. But what you can control before you go on the interview is that you are prepared, that you are dressed appropriately. I'm just talking in general because now, you know, after the pandemic, many interviews are virtual and so to speak. But even then, people were nervous being judged and interviewed Virtually. So just put this in perspective as if we're talking about face to face. So the idea, the way that we 
work to not be nervous is to be prepared to know something about the organization that you are interviewing for to be very familiar with your previous and you know job experience and qualifications be prepared to talk about you in a way that's comfortable for you and if you get prepared and you know that you are prepared that right there will shore up your confidence preparation is everything i learned that in graduate school if you are prepared then you can Bring your confidence with you. If you are not prepared, then you open the door for nervousness, doubt, insecurity, as as we say. Uh, you know, you don't want to be insecure on a job interview or speaking publicly. So many times when we have to present, do a PowerPoint presentation or, or do a speech or whatever we are talking about in front of people, that, like I said, the survey says that some people would rather die than speak publicly. And what I am suggesting to circumvent that fear is not focus on who's looking at you or what people are going to think. Focus on what you are presenting, your material, your topic. And if you get all into that, then the people will be all into you. So instead of putting the people first, put your presentation first and focus on that. Focus on you on the interview so that you are not a nervous wreck. So many people I've heard say, you know, I'll have an interview tomorrow. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Well, if you just default to the nervousness, then you are going to be nervous. Now, being nervous is is. Normal, it's a human thing to be nervous, but you can diminish the nervousness by increasing your preparedness. Focus on being prepared, not on being nervous. And so, take back your power. Take back your power from your fear and make a great presentation, as I said. Preparation reduces aggravation, anxiety, nervousness. Don't be nervous. Be prepared. When when your automatic thought of fear pops in your head, replace that thought with a positive thought of belief in yourself. So much of what we do is mental. But sometimes... We get emotional. And the truth of the matter is our emotions prevail over our thinking if we allow that to happen. In other words, what I'm really saying is know that you can speak to your feelings. That's right. You can speak to your feelings. When you're not feeling good, you can say, why am I feeling this way? I'm having a wonderful day. I'm healthy. I got a great job. You know, my rent is paid. My mortgage is paid. My kids are doing well in school. Speak to your feelings so that you can change the way you feel. Because if you don't speak to your feelings, then your feelings will speak to you. And they will determine how you think. And like I did. 
your feelings may cause you to be fearful when you could be cheerful because you took control of your feelings. I have a motto that I often often profess to. My motto is, if you can change the way you think, then you can change the way you feel. And if you change the way you feel, then you will change the way you think. In other words, take control of your thoughts. Speak to your feelings. So unlike me, you do not make choices to be afraid of things that will not cause you any harm. Like being rejected. Heck, if we're not rejected, how are we going to grow? How are we going to get better at what we need to do? We need to be rejected because that may inspire you, prompt you to learn how to do things better. That's how you grow. So sometimes fear in our lives is in our mind and being rejected is okay. You will not wind up in the emergency room. And you know, it's not a good place. Fear is just, just not a good place to be, especially when when we are responsible for the fear that we fear. Because it may cause you to miss opportunities or other things that you could benefit from. Remember, not to believe, you know, can mean not to achieve. Or whatever you really want that is within your reach. So let us not allow fear to be one of our greatest weaknesses. It doesn't have to be. So Let's not let fear be one of our greatest weaknesses or our greatest flaws or simply that thing that does not allow you to be what you want to be. We only live once. So let's live life to the fullest and put fear in the rear view mirror. And with that said, I hope this topic was a benefit to you. It certainly was a benefit to me to kind of self-reflect and remember on I, how I had chose to be afraid, how to be fearful of, of something that I had absolutely, unequivocally, no reason to be afraid of. And so with that said, I want you to remember that happiness is a choice Choose happiness. And my favorite saying is, love is an action, not a word. And it's not, a, and it's not supposed to hurt. And with that said, my good friend, thank you so much for tuning in once again to Station B.O.B.
be. Thank you for rolling with me, riding with me, jogging with me, or just spending time with me because I always enjoy our time together. And with that said, it's a wrap. Until we meet again, my friend, be nice to somebody you don't know. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.